Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the Friday night edition of PHNX Rising podcast uh, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And also leave us a five star review. Helps us out over here. Makes you look good as well. So help us out on that side. My name is Ramon Chavez. And of course, as always, we have Owen Evans. How you doing, sir? Back here in Phoenix. Finally, the uh, you know all that heat in Kentucky. Oh, it was it was really getting to me. Oh, was it the heat or the humidity? Know. No, it was the humidity. But <laughs> I, I feel like that joke just went over their head. You realize that Rising Twitter has been making fun of them for uh, staying away from the game. I tell you what, I will say the ten thousand five hundred or so that was announced attendance. It didn't look that much, even from being mm-hmm. there in person. Um, but. Hey, was it an early game for them, or is it was it because it was seven like o'clock. a mid-week? yeah seven o'clock is fairly normal, I guess they mm-hmm. you know a lot of people kick off at seven, but hey, Friday yeah. night, right? We're doing a special one this one Friday night. We're uh special because today both of us we got our our four peaks brew. Well, I got my son's brew, and you got which one? Uh wow. The wow, shout out to four peaks brewing company. Yeah, we're gonna be sipping on these. And if you got yours at home, if you haven't gotten a chance to go and get some, we'll get some after the show. Uh, really good, really good beer right here. All right, y'all, we got a great show for you today. It is Friday. Friday, we're trying to make it chill, but of course, we got stuff to talk about. There well, is a game chill on. about the PHNX Rising podcast, is there? Let's be real. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about, of course, the game tomorrow against Sacramento Republic FC. They're going to be coming into town, playing at Wild Horse Pass tomorrow. Uh, also going to be talking about some stuff that happened. Uh, midweek, of course, Owen uh, was over there at the USL Summer so- Showcase, and you got a chance to speak to a lot of people here, a lot of stuff, so give us some updates in regards to that. Also, some big news yes, uh, last week that we weren't, uh, or this week, I mean, that we hadn't, haven't had time to kind of break down, which is Manuel Madrid and Phoenix Rising mutually, as the press release says, parting ways, so we'll talk about that and some possible reinforcements. Uh, and, of course, we're going to take a look around the USL before we leave today. And, uh, yeah, let's just go ahead and jump into it, Owen. So Phoenix Rising right now, uh, 11th in the Western Conference, 23 uh, points, I believe, now. And uh, a lot of people were unhappy about the results. I'll be the first one to say that, yes, I felt like they could have. You can't tell me to chill, Ramon says that. You're not the boss of me. Um, that Louisville game, I felt like, a lot of us felt that Rising could have walked away with the three points. I was okay with the one. A lot of people weren't, which is definitely okay. But this game now against Sacramento Owen, this I feel is a must. I know we say it every time. This is definitely a must win game. Sacramento, We've been saying that for two months. I know. I'm kind of getting tired <laughs> of it. I feel like we just repeat ourselves every show here. But the reason I'm saying that this is a must, must win game is because Sacramento Republic has not been playing well in July. They have a huge game that I feel like they're going to be looking forward to instead of this one that's coming up on Saturday, on Wednesday against uh, Sporting Kansas City for a chance at the final of the U.S. Open Cup. So, have a you know, I feel like if Rising just do not get this win, it's going to be going to look tough from there. Right now, 538 is giving them a 30% chance of making the playoffs. So Owen, how are you feeling after that game on Wednesday and how are you feeling heading into Saturday? Right. Well, I think I'll get onto your point about Sacramento later. Mm-hmm. The feeling, and I know this isn't just us, but it's also, look, I ran into a couple of the boys, you know, we're all staying in the same general vicinity in Louisville. Mm-hmm. So you do bump into people. The overwhelming vibe at the moment is effectively look. Yeah. Louisville was a good result. 
in terms of in isolation, it's a good result because that's a mm-hmm. tough game to go away to, tough team to play. Coming away with a point on the road, you can't really complain about. However, mm-hmm. they do acknowledge the fact that, look, we'd have been a lot happier if some of the other games earlier in the season had, you know, they hadn't dropped points in those games where probably they shouldn't have dropped points. Um, I mean, we can we can list them off. You can start with the other one that starts with an L-O-U and it's Loudon uh, shouldn't have lost mm-hmm. there really. Vegas losing twice away is, is not really good. Um, I, I, I think that going forward, you are right. These next few games are must wins, but the, the problem is, is that again, we've been saying this for a while to me though, and this is maybe really the thing here. If rising don't come away with a good point haul from the next three games, because it's a really like busy kind of spell. This is mm-hmm. going to go one of two ways. Either this team is going to do really well over this kind of four-game stretch. They started with a point, which again, not a bad result in mm-hmm. isolation. Uh, either they're going to do well in these run of games, in which case it can kind of kickstart things and get them back on track, or they're not going to do well in these games. And then you start to feel as though the season has really really begun to slip away from Phoenix Rising. So to me, these next three games are really, really critical. If you think the Phoenix Rising can get their season back on track, it has to start now. Yeah, and seeing the way the the, the players played on, on Wednesday, they're they're fired up, man. Like I saw it on the field. I don't think I've seen, you know, a, a lot of those guys kind of get into a game like they did on on uh, Wednesday. They were fired up. They I know the humidity and the heat was taking a toll. You could tell that some of those guys were gassed, but they were continuing to fight. And I really admired that from that from the team. So uh, and I think even uh, it was addressed in the post game uh, conferences as well. But uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Sacramento. Like we've been saying, uh, Owen, not off to a great start in July. Had a really great June. Um, but uh, but like how I was saying earlier, I think their minds are going to be occupied on Saturday. I don't think they're uh, looking, you know, even though they're seventh in the West, which is not a, you know, a secure spot for the playoffs. I feel like they're going to say, look, this game, we're going to try our best. We're going to see where it goes. If by a certain point we can go for the win, we're going to go for the win. But if not, then it's okay. We're going to focus on Wednesday. I feel like as a franchise, I think that game is a lot more important than what's going to happen on Saturday for them. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's it's interesting, the Sacramento case, because they've started this. We say they've started this month badly. And, and in terms of the results they have, if you actually look mm-hmm. at things, though, even among that spell, they're averaging only about just over one expected goal against over that whole spell. And a lot of that fact is because of their game against Oakland, which was really kind of a struggle. Um, They gave up three goals in a really high-scoring game. When they actually Mm. conceded three to Colorado Springs, the expected goals against was only 0.72. So uh, (laughs) they've been keeping the opponents under one in all of these games in the last month as a whole. Mm -hmm. Um. I just feel as though they've maybe been a little bit shortchanged in some of these. Again, they they really outplayed uh, for large spells of the game, Birmingham Legion, but Legion just maybe had that bit of a kind of yeah. a new about them that that ability to know what how to defend and be solid and play a physical game that disrupts the attack. And and so yes, they rode their luck a little bit, but Birmingham mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah, you know, didn't put that. I, I think that Legion are probably an outside chance. I think for a good run at the playoffs later down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, I just fear that yes, 
let's be honest here, Sacramento, they will have eyes towards Wednesday night. But because they've had those poor results recently, I don't think that they will be quite as distracted as they mm-hmm. could be. Um, and that's caveating. I don't know. I cannot read Mark Briggs's mind. I don't know what he's <laughs> going to, to go with. Um, but I feel as though if results have been going a little bit differently or if they were a little bit higher up the table, they could afford to kind of take the eye off of the league for it, for this yeah. game. But that's not the situation they're currently in. They are at a risk if they if this kind of slump continues for too much longer, they're at a risk of possibly giving up their playoff spot. And so to me, are they going to be a little bit distracted by Wednesday? Of course they will be. It's a massive game. Really mm-hmm. massive game. But I think that to completely ignore this match, effectively just kind of toss it to the side and put the reserves out, to me, would not be a wise idea for them. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, right now in the standing, Sacramento is uh, seventh place. Only 18 games, though. That's one of the things that I'm that I'm kind of kind of keeping an eye out because I feel like they have a couple of games in hand. Uh, if you look at the the table, Las Vegas has played 19, Oakland has played 22, RGV Tours have 20, Rising with 19. So they have a game in hand, which theoretically could you know boost them up a little bit higher if they are able to get a result. Uh, from that game in hand so that's where I'm kind of getting that feeling of like I if if I'm the coach maybe you know try to go for the game in the first half that they can control it get in get a get a lead early you know just control the game don't get too crazy don't play the your uh your stars basically and so if that happens I can kind of see the game going that way but if you know rising is able to get a mm-hmm. quick lead maybe a one Two zero at the half. I think they kind of just say, you know what, it's okay. You know, we we knew this this might happen. Let's focus on Wednesday because if you get that victory on Wednesday against Sporting Kansas City, Sacramento Republic kind of puts themselves in a com- in company that you don't really see in in second division or lower leagues by going to the final. I think it's maybe like the first time in ten years that a lower. I think it was uh, about two thousand and eight when Charleston Battery, I think, did it yeah. last. So yeah, it was a yeah. long Almost time ago. Years. Yes. Exactly. So if I'm Sacramento Republic and I'm the owners, I'm the general manager, I'm saying, look, you know, this game's okay. Let's just go and try to get the win. But let's focus on Wednesday because that that could potentially put you on the map on a bigger scale and give you a chance for something that really doesn't happen, which is, you know, getting a a U.S. Open Cup uh, trophy. So. Yeah, I mean, again, as you mentioned, there, it's it's 2008. The last time it happened is Charleston Battery got to the final. They lost 2-1. It's a massive night for them in front of a home crowd as well uh, on Wednesday. But again, I I just feel as though it would be remiss for them to not, you know, I I think you're right in terms of we'll see how the game plays out and then maybe they'll make adjustments based on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But to me, if you're Sacramento, you go into this game saying, okay, let's try and get up a couple of goals in the first half and then maybe make some change. Take some of the, Guys in the attack that you really want then for for Wednesday, take them off and then yeah. just try and sit back and defend. And with a Mark Briggs side, they might be able to do that. They're, again, mm-hmm. a kind of team that can, you know, they're, they're reasonably comfortable in that free at the back kind of setup there. Yeah. Uh, next question here for you, Owen. So, you know, Rising have already faced Sacramento Republic. This was an uh, U.S. Open Cup play. May 11th, Rising lost the 2-0 game. Uh, they had the opportunity to actually get on the board. Greg Hurst had his penalty kick saved. 
Uh, and after that, it just became really physical. Rising just was not able to, to get anything going after that. So what lessons do you think Rising should take from that loss in May? And, and how can they apply those to, uh, to Saturday's game? Don't start the midfield. They started in that game. <laughs> no, 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 I, I, I seriously, well, look, if you're going to play a guy like Carlos Anguiano, you have to play him with the right kind of people around him. Mm-hmm. You have to recognize his weakness and you have to actually try and counteract that by providing people around him that are capable of filling in for his weakness. You can't just lump him in the midfield and expect that he's going to be able to play any kind of a physical game because he can't. Okay, yeah. we've seen it time and time again with this team. And it's not a knock on him. It, it's He's perfectly capable technical ability-wise at playing in mm-hmm. that, that midfield. The problem is, is that he's a small guy. <laughs> he needs yeah. a more physical presence around him. And if he doesn't have that, you're in for a bad time. It's not going to end well. You will be overrunning the midfield, as we have seen. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, that's my main takeaway. That's my main takeaway is that midfield in that game, I really didn't know. Yeah, I know that. We we all kind of looked around when the, when that uh, uh, the lineup sheet came out with uh, with Carlos there. He hasn't gotten a lot of opportunities this year. And um, and I, like, I, like you're saying, maybe most not the most physical guy. He needs certain people around him to in order to be successful. Highly doubt he'll be on the sheet, uh, the lineup sheet tomorrow. But I think the 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 one thing I took away from uh, that game against Sacramento was that Phoenix just needs to convert those chances. And I, again, it just wasn't specific to that game. But there were numerous times where either Marcus Epps, Santi Moore, even Greg Hurst, who had just come off a two goal performance against San Antonio, was not able to to get Rising on the board. So Rising among the top, you know, in in the league as far as shots. Some of the one of the worst teams in the league as far as converting those shots. So that can't happen tomorrow. If Sacramento says, you know what, let's just go for the game in the first 45 minutes and rising is up against the wall. They need the offense need to take take uh, take that uh, that pressure off the defense and create chances, put Sacramento uh, in, in, in a bad position in order for them to control the game. So that's the one thing that I'm kind of looking forward to tomorrow and see and see how that mm-hmm. uh, that executes, basically. Yeah, so just let's read for a couple of players that people should watch in this one. So one of the main guys I'm going to point out, he is, of course, something of a Sacramento Republic club legend. He's been there, gone away, been there, gone away, been there. It's... But, of course, he won the title with them in that first season when they uh, did win the league title. Roro Lopez. Now, obviously, this kind of kicked off last year when... And I know it was mentioned for anyone who listened to USL All Access on Tuesday about how Mike Watts had kind of pointed at this guy as like he's getting past the pinnacle of his career, okay, when he was with RGV. Now, he, he very much doesn't look it. Um, does not look it whatsoever. He's really yeah. creating a lot of chances. He looks very good, very dangerous. Pay attention to him because he does look like he's a good five, six, seven years younger. I'm not wrong. He's the top goal scorer in the U.S. Open Cup tournament right now. So that tells that that tells you a lot about him. You know, comp- competing with guys in MLS. Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely I got to mm-hmm. keep. That. Some other people in there, let's talk a little bit about Malik Foster. I think he's someone who can be really dangerous. You do have to pay attention to him. He will create chances. He will find goals. And someone else in the midfield, perhaps this is where it's not quite as flashy, but 
you know, if, if we want to look in the midfield, you've got Matt Lagrassa, who's really good at just kind of disrupting things in the transition. He's a good midfielder in terms of being that presence in the centre that's going to cause you problems when you're trying to get on the attack. So, yeah, I, I feel as though they've got quite a few players in there. I named three. We could go on a much longer list if we wanted. Yeah. I don't think we will. because They have a good team. Them. I've said they this really before. Do. They have a good team. You know, we're not even talking about Douglas Martinez. Uh, you have Luis Fernandez, who actually scored against Rising mm-hmm. the last game. So there's pretty, and, and we, you know, not to mention uh, Donny Vitello, who actually stopped all the shots from Rising uh, during their last game. So they're stacked, man. It's a good team. You know, I, I feel like some results just haven't gone their way this season, and that's why they're not higher up the table. So, yeah, it's, it, and I mean, it's a combination of that and the games in hand as well, really. So mm-hmm. look, they've had the luck has gone against them a little bit. But the difference is they're still competing. And I, you know what, for all the talk that we've had about, you know, where Rising are in the table, all I'd say is that, well, people wouldn't be happy if Rising were, you know, in seventh. I feel like there'd be a lot more slack cut if they were in the semifinal of the cup. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, I wouldn't. For them to be in that position is actually great, you know, you know, because they've, had to face MLS size, you know, the beating LA Galaxy at home. That's not something a lot of clubs can say, especially in the, in the lower division. So, yeah, props to them. And, you know, like I said, they're a good team. And so you got you to gotta respect that. All right, Owen, uh, let's talk about rising. Do you expect the same front three to start um, on Saturday that they don't Wednesday, which is long? No. God, no. No. <laughs> no. I like no, that three. I, I look again. I, I still repeat my point, which is that I don't feel that you get the best out of. Uh, why am I blanking on the name? Jesus, it's, it's Greg Hurst. It's been a long way, Greg Hurst. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I don't what. Uh, it's been a long, long week. Too much travel. Too much travel. My mind is turning to mush. Um, yeah, so Greg Hurst, you do not get the best out of him, I don't feel, on the wing. Because you are looking at someone who, again, is really dangerous in the box. If you can get the ball to him, you get the ball to him in a place where you can actually do something with it. And he is dangerous. The problem with having him cutting in from the outside is that, again, you're not not—you're just not making the most of that strength. Now, in the current system, maybe that is how you have to play him, right? I don't mind. I might not like it, but it kind of is. I feel as though... Ultimately, though, starting Lamin Jaune, no offense to the guy. I know you've defended him. This podcast has as many USL Championship goals combined as Lamin Jaune has. Oh, okay? You're not going there. Yeah, yeah, we are going there, right? Because this is why chance creation isn't the problem. Finishing is the problem. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. how is Lamin Jaune the answer to that problem? I don't know. I, I just struggle to see it because at this point, Yes, people will look at it. People will say, oh, you know, he got he got that one shot off. It was straight at the goalkeeper. Yeah, but if he does it nine times out of ten, is he going to put it in the net? Well, nothing he's shown us says that he will. Mm-hmm. That's that's where my problem is. It's, yes, you give players slack sometimes when they so have a the track record of scoring So it's the fact that he's starting that you have a problem with, not the fact that he's actually playing. So if he comes in, maybe the no, last even three then, minutes. Even then, I'm not really sure. Even then, I'm not really sure. Just because, again, then, you want people that, 
are you know actually going to finish you want mm-hmm. someone that's actually going to be able to put the one in that and he's just never shown that at any stage in his career the guy yeah. is 27 and he has never scored really? a goal at this level 27 he has that. never scored a goal at this level and i definitely understand that but you have two players that are not giving you any offense whatsoever you have santi Moore who's struggling you have marcus who scored this season santi Moore has scored this season which is still more goals than Jone has in his usl championship career no, and I understand that, but that's the thing. What does Rick have to do? Because these guys are not performing. He's putting them out there. They're not getting the goals. He brought this guy in. He has to give him a chance because the other two guys are not performing. What do you? Why want did he bring to? him in? It oh, doesn't answer I'm talking the about problem. What's going on right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like that's what I mean. And we can get into all that stuff, but that that's my thought process. You have Santi Moore that's not performing. You have Marcus Epps that's not performing. Antwi, when he gets in the game, he has chances. You know, that's you know, I'm not saying that he's the the cure for everything. Give the guy a chance. If he's not working, then you kind of have to go back to Santi and Marcus Epps. That's 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 what I'm my feeling is. Rick is thinking because there's nothing else like other other than bringing in another guy. <laughs> what else is he gonna do? Look, and it's where and. We'll kind of get to this later, but mm. it's it's where we hit that point whereby at this point change is happening. Mm-hmm. Change is happening, whether you like it or not. It's the form of the change that is what is up for debate right now. Change yeah. is happening. It's how that change manifests itself. So, look, I, I just struggle at this point to look at. I, I mean, R- Renee in here has got the comment in here with Jaune is a dollar store purchase for the mansion that should be rising. I, you're not wrong. I, I, I feel bad about this. I feel wrong. bad about this because I don't necessarily, I, I don't like the idea that we're criticizing this guy as much no, because no. the problem with it isn't him. The problem is why was he brought in? Like, so, anyway, exactly look, Ramon, if you were offered a contract tomorrow to go and play for Phoenix Rising, you'd take it. You wouldn't have any. Yeah, you know. I gotta check. You know, I gotta <laughs> check my schedule. No, I'm just kidding. But here's the thing. I think you're right. I think you're right. If you have Santi Moore, if he had 10 goals this season and then you have uh, Marcus Epps who had five goals and, and eight assists, do you bring Lamanjana in? I don't think so. I don't think so. But he's so here. Why, why would you bring him in anyway? Does he I, – I just I, – I'm struggling to see what kind of pressure a guy that doesn't score puts on your players who aren't scoring. Yeah. No, and I what, and I what is it? Is it just to, to say that we can get someone who also won't produce, but we're gonna pay him less than you? Is yeah. that what the pressure is supposed to be? Yeah, I don't know. A few games under his belt. That's give the guy a chance. I give him maybe he had know, 10 games, games in Atlanta and couldn't score. Oh my goodness. All right, moving on. He had on. how many games in the Dominican Republic and scored what three goals in the Dominican yeah. Republic? Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens with Lama. I'm rooting for him. So if he's watching this this show, just, just know that I'm rooting for you. Um, I, I would prefer for Santi to be back in the lineup if that's the way that we're going to go about it. Hurst in the middle, uh, Santi on one side, Lamin on the other one. Um, see if that works. You still want to start Lamin at this point. You see if that you, you're just throwing the look. I'm going back to Scott's point here spaghetti against the wall. Yes, yes, it is, Scott. Yeah, because there's nothing else. You want to put Marcus out there so he can, he can have the ball in front of goal and not shoot? No, like give me a guy that's going to try get by his defender and actually try to do something. Anyway, I'm done with this point. Uh, speaking of fights, uh, Owen Evans on national television, you were called out by Devon Kerr, uh, one of the USL analysts. Can you walk us on that? What, you know, Give us some context on why uh, we can call that on national television here. 
good. It's amusing. Um, for a starter, guys, it's okay. You can put the pitchforks away. Don't worry. Don't worry. You can put the pitchforks away, Twitter and the chat. Don't worry. It's fine. No. Um, effectively, what it was, yeah, a comment had been made that uh, that someone had told Devin, someone from inside the Rising organization had told Devin that, look, it, uh, you know, we're going to win this week and then we're going to come back to Louisville and we're going to win the final in Louisville as well. And I quote tweeted and said, we hear this every week. Mm-hmm. And then Devin mentions it on the broadcast and he's like, well, I'd rather have a team that are positive in that kind of way and have the belief in themselves. That they're going to do it to that. They're going to go out and actually do something. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I understand his point and self-confidence is huge. I, I, I get that. Mm-hmm. You don't want a team that's going into every week with a defeatist attitude, but context is also important here. And the context to this is that two days after losing 3-0 to LA Galaxy 2, we were told the team had put in a good performance. We see these same kind of comments sometimes coming out week after week. The tactics were right, or this was right, or that was mm-hmm. right, whatever. And the point of the matter is, is the results aren't showing any of this. And so not only that, you have a continued insistence by... Uh, members of the board that look, it's okay. We want to stick by Rick Shantz. We think that he's the right guy. We're going to get it done. We're going to turn it around. And the point is, is that at a certain point, the positivity has to turn into reality. Mm-hmm. And it isn't. Yeah. That's where the concern is. As Scott says here, self confidence can border on delusion when you have nothing in particular going to back that up. Yeah. And right now, that's the problem. When we hear it every week, and why that's a problem mm-hmm. is that. It's not just the specific wording of, you know, we think that we can win this week or whatever. The way that he described again, you know, let's just go back to that LA Galaxy 2 game and the good performance. But they lost 3 0. Oh, the tactics were good, though. So <laughs> that was in the 5 1 loss. Yeah, the 5 1 loss. The tactics weren't the reason they lost that game. And then when you hear the, well, we're going to go and beat the best team in the East, forgive people for being a little bit skeptical when yeah. you keep talking about how great you are and you can't get the job done. Yeah. No, and and yeah, it's it's frustrating because when when I heard that and I I reheard it, you know, one more time, I was like, it kind of makes sense, but it's I understand in the player's mentality, you know, hey, you know, you got to come into a game thinking that you're going to win. Otherwise, like you already basically lost the game now. But when you make statements like that, having the season that you're having, playing the team that you're playing, there's no I don't think that should be said. Yeah, you can say, hey, we're going to beat them. We have what it takes. We we know what we can do. But if you're saying, hey, we're going to come back and we're going to beat them again. I think you need to slow, slow your horse a little bit, you know, try to (laughs) try to win Saturday. First of all, and then maybe we can kind of pick up some momentum and start talking about that because otherwise it just sounds crazy to me. It does. And that's the problem. It at some point it just feels like we kind of need that dose of reality. And unfortunately, right now, it almost as though there's kind of too much positive, too much just blase attitude about how it'll pass, you know? Do we need to get into the two years comment you know that that's the kind of blase attitude that we're looking at right now and that's why when you hear things that are oh well we'll win this week no you've got to earn it you've got to earn it it's time to stop with the good performances that don't get anywhere it's time to stop with some of the toxic positivity it's time to get out there on the pitch and actually earn it yeah no i agree uh, Renee's here before the season on paper. We're incredible lately. Even on paper, we do not look even mediocre at the end of the day. 
you have to get results. You have to get the three points. You have to get the W's. Otherwise, all the talk, all the talent you have, all the training you do, it just does not matter. That's the yeah. that's the end of the day. And that's what sports is about, at least at the professional level. So, um, Owen, um, yeah, yeah. So. Well, well, but don't worry, chat and Twitter <laughs> and everything. You can put the pitchforks away. It's okay. It's okay. You can put yeah, the a couple boxing gloves over there. You know, we'll settle this. You know, I'll get you <laughs> together. Um, okay. All right, uh, Owen. Any yeah, I nominate Ramon. I'm I'm the ref. To represent me. <laughs> I'm the bell guy. I'm the bell guy. Uh, uh, predictions for the game, Owen. I feel Rising's going to take this one. One zero. Oh, I think that Rising will win on Saturday, and then they will win the conference final against Sacramento. No, no. Um, I. <laughs> I don't want to say to put the pitchforks away and immediately hop in with another jab. Um. Oh, I feel as though this one, I'm going to go over 2-1 loss. Mm. Okay, I feel as though we'll see two goals for Sacramento in the first half. I feel as though then we'll see those kind of changes made and Rising will battle back and get one, but they won't quite make it over the line. I agree. I could see it going that way. So, yeah, chat, let us know what you're feeling. Michael, 1-0. I don't know. 1-0 to who? 1-0 to who? I, I kind of trust Let's Michael. See, Reese is in here company. saying that it's going to be 1 0 to Sacramento. But Michael, you've got to tell us who's going to get that one. Albert saying 0 0. I could see that happening as well. And here's so. the other question for the chat wall. And there are a lot of you picking draws. Is a draw enough for Phoenix Rising this weekend? Let us know what you think. Picking up points. All right, y'all, let's take a quick break and talk about our friends at OG. So if you guys haven't gone to their website, I need you to go after the show, go to OGsBrands.com and check out all the product that they have there for you. They also just launched their first ever limited edition seasonal flavor, which is Pina Colada, a perfect pineapple and creamy coconut blend. And again, you guys can find this at OGsBrands.com. And if you're on social media like me all day, every day, you guys can Follow them on Instagram at, at OG's Brands. And you can also find their products at your local dispensary. You must be 21 years or, or older to purchase. And just have fun. You know, try the pina colada. Let us know how you how you liked it. And then uh, we'll get Owen some. So we'll, well, rumor we'll has it, rumor oh. has it that actually the member of the Phoenix Rising organization may have been Ramon after I believe you're a fan of the pineapple OGs, right? Wait, what? <laughs> Aren't you a fan of the pineapple OGs? I like the pineapple one, but I, I draw the line at pina colada. That's when they start adding stuff to it. I'm just kidding. I'll he's, try. He, he's a simple guy. Simple guy. Simple things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I see the chat is really blowing up here about how uh, a drawer is not enough. So we've got three points or bust from Reese. Not enough, not close to enough from Pat. Mm. No, a drawer isn't enough, says Michael. Never fire Rick and Bobby, says fire chance. There's a shock. Um, Renee with a draw is not enough, but it's not a loss. And Albert with no, but it's the ceiling of my expectations now. I just want to have a post game where we're happy. That's all I have. We're never happy, Renee. <laughs> They're going to win a game. I'm, I'm going to sit there and pick apart ways they You're still like, win. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to. Just want a W, man. Just get home, like you know, in good feelings, you know. Not not go to the bar crying. Said we're happy. So actually, just a little something that happened a couple of weeks ago. I went to this bar. It's called the Little Woody. It's right here on on Arcadia. And about six to seven rising fans showed up. And the reason I knew they were rising fans because they were wearing the shirt. And that was crazy. That just so tends thought, to be a giveaway. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Some people say, well, how, you know, how'd you know they're rising fans? Anyway, I talked to them. Really nice guys. I do not remember their, their names because I, I had a couple. And uh, But if you guys are watching, if you guys see me at the game, say what's up. They're really nice. They bought me a drink. So, all right, y'all. Um, you, know oh, you know what? To Pat's comment here, drunk post-game show equals happy show. Uh, you know what? Well, I was, I was going to say, do we have to do that for the final game of the season if they miss the playoffs? You had said if we won the championship, we're going to well, we, That was the, the yeah, well, we're, we're, we're changing you know, the expectations. We had a whole plan in place <laughs> for what was going to happen if they got to the final, if they got there and won, and how it was going to be celebrated on air. And I guess we might as well just throw all that out the window in a minute because it doesn't look like it's happening. Uh, yeah. And look, look, look at Scott. Look, he's being mean on the comments right now. That's not, that's not nice. That's the name of the bar. All right. <laughs> it has nothing to do with me. Um, Ramon, can I get an autograph? No. I don't even fist bump kids, so I'm just I don't even talk to anybody. I'm just kidding. Anyway, everyone's really nice at the stadium, so shout out to you guys. All right, y'all. Uh, Owen, let's talk about the other news that happened this week. Manuel Madrid and Phoenix Rising mutually parted ways this week. Um, can you tell me Chats. about that? Chat's about to hit up with the mutual stuff, I'm sure. Right. That's the main thing I'd like to address before we get into anything else. Now, I can't comment on the specifics of this case. I do not know the specifics entirely of this case. I've heard hints that maybe it's more one-sided than the other. The thing to be clear about these mutual releases is that it's how it fits within the USL's collective bargaining agreement. So teams are entitled to effectively rip up someone's contract and then they pay them off, I believe it's 50% of their wage for the rest of the time they were supposed to be there. However, some you're limited to how many times you can do that. So, again, I can't speak to the specifics of this case. It would not surprise me if a figure that was slightly higher than that 50% was offered and effectively it was you take this or you get just dumped. Um, it wouldn't shock me. Okay, mm -hmm. because mutual agreements don't count against the limit that this collective bargaining agreement has. Uh, so, again, just bear that in mind. Look, it, it's this is kind of where I was going earlier with the change is. I'm going to refer to the USL media meetings and say that, yes, I did hear from some people. And there was a comment from someone uh, that we're not going to make change for change's sake. Okay. Not going to make change for change's sake. And so you have to bear in mind the fact that the change is happening. Okay. Mm -hmm. You you might be talking about that you're not changing Rick. That's fine. You're changing the players, though. You're not sticking with what you had. You're not turning around and saying it's going to fix. You're saying that you're giving Rick another chance after messing up the recruitment. That's what you're saying. So I... I I don't know. I, I mean, it, it's mm -hmm. it's complicated. I, I feel as though, and we'll get on to possible new people in as well coming soon. Um, in terms of this comment here from Five Chance, rumors about any other rising players leaving. I have heard bits and pieces, some which are more concerning than others. Uh, nothing yet is concrete. I will say, however, that when I did ask Bill Krause this and put this kind of on the um, on the podcast, for those of you who listened to that one, uh, you've heard it was kind of a cagey, you may not have to. Um, and so what you're looking at then is, 
maybe more will leave, maybe won't. But if more people are coming, look, this is the problem. It's the rate of change right now. The the number of people that are being swapped out, and it's because at the end of the day, the recruitment wasn't quite right, or the decisions to retain certain players weren't right. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, that's the thing that gets me is that all three of the players that have been released by mutual agreement this year were released uh, after having, you know, come in last season and they were ha- kept around over the off season. Um, Which is odd. Yeah. It, we knew who these players were. Why did it take this long to decide? They, we knew who they were. We genuinely knew who all of them were. But um, I. And if you had them last season, what, you know, so for all three players to really hurt your team that badly, where all three have had to get released or mutually parted ways, it's it's really odd. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, I feel like, again, it's it's just complicated because we want to kind of try and keep these topics quite, like, delineated and and split up and talk through one thing at a time. But right now, everything is bleeding into one because effectively rising is just this massive mess that is everything is rotting everything else. Mm -hmm. It's like, effectively, we put, like, three rotten apples into a fruit basket and now everything else is rotting around it. And so it's hard to really... Yeah. You know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens uh in the future. But yeah, Madrid, you know, it's like some of the comments said here, he's maybe the speed-wise, yeah, he was never the fastest guy, especially when when you're on 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 the defensive end. So, uh commit committed some errors, some that were really crucial and ended up maybe even costing rising the game. So, I could see why maybe the frustration from the coaching staff and and upper management with that, but yeah, it's it's just odd that it happened, especially at this time. And and given the fact that right now, what they have three center backs now, is it? Yeah, just Musa. There's uh, of course talk that someone else may be coming in. Um, it was mentioned on the SPM broadcast. Um, I think we should talk about one of the possibilities for that. Um, mm-hmm. we do have a name for one possibility, and that would be Marcus Vakranis. Now, can't comment too much on the status, if that is actually happening or anything like that. LA Galaxy, for anyone who is interested, uh, Galaxy 2 more, to Mm -hmm. really be specific. Uh, Not necessarily the most enamored by his statistics from last year, although I will say that one thing that is of note there is that his passing accuracy in the opposition half is um, got a little bit more to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Therese's comment here, it's a name that I've... Believe me, we don't we don't take tips from Logan on Twitter. I can tell you that much. So, <laughs> if we're mentioning it, then I've heard something else. But again, I can't comment fully on this. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times you see transfers happening, you know, I, I'd heard names thrown around, even by people who, frankly, should know exactly what is going on with that club and who they are signing um, at the end of last season, and things don't always pan out. So, you're still kind of yeah, until until the deal is done or until the guy is in Phoenix, you never know. You really never know. But um, yeah, just to, to talk to Fakrana since the name has come up. The really stats young aren't 19. necessarily. He's young. He's nineteen, but again, he's a lone player. Um, if you look at last year, not great on jewels, not too great on aerial. Uh, you know, not incredible in some of the other stuff he did lose the ball less as a relative to winning the ball than rising's current center backs. Um, 
and I mean, his discipline is all very similar. Mm-hmm. Is again, the main thing that stood out was the fact that he's actually a pretty accurate passer in the opposite half. Um, yeah. He, of course, did get called up to the US under 20 squad for the uh, recent uh, CONCACAF championships. So, yeah, so again, there's, th- there's some pedigree yeah. there. There's some pedigree mm-hmm. there. I understand his signing more than I would understand Lamin Jaune. Let's put it that way. It, and now, it's more apparent on its face. Yeah. And now, the way it sounds to me and the way that I was looking at it, he is signed to a first-team contract with LA Galaxy. Obviously, you know, uh, more with LA Galaxy, too. He's playing more with them. But would this be a loan, you feel? Or would this be an outright signing to the team? Of oh, this is be a loan. Okay. I, I, have no, oh, I have no reason to expect that it would be anything other than a loan. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, 19-year-old, you're not going to ship him on. Surely not. As an MLS club, surely you do not want mm-hmm. to sell a guy who's 19 yeah no definitely for sure uh so yeah we'll see we'll see uh renee says uh howley is not a defender yet another person they play out of position i agree with that one uh i think he's more of a midfielder but he says he likes he'll tell you he's a center back and that he he is a kid has spent his entire career really it was only at college that they made him into a defensive midfielder so Mm. i don't know he'll tell you he's a center back yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll keep you uh, up to date with everything that's going on with signings, if we do hear anything or if there are official signings on our Twitter account, PHNX underscore underscore rising. Make sure to follow us there and we'll have all the breaking news once they arrive. All right, Owen, let's take a quick break and talk about DraftKings. Uh, we do have odds for tomorrow's game. Oh, my God. Do we? Do we? Yes, Ooh, I saw I'm getting my phone out a minute. Let's I have a look. Here. I got them let's here. Let's get so. these odds. So for tomorrow's game, uh, if you bet on Phoenix to win, you can get plus 100. Those are the odds for Phoenix, plus 270 on a draw, and then Sacramento is plus 200. So Phoenix is favored in this game, uh, but not by too much. <laughs> so but you are able to make some money if you do put um, if you do bet on Rising. So just a little heads up for you. you would you bet on Rising tomorrow, Ramon? Plus 100? Yeah, I'll do it. Don't ask me for receipts, though. <laughs> yeah, we, we've spoken in the past about sometimes there are specials you can do whereby you can bet 100 bucks on Phoenix Rising and you can lose 100 bucks on Phoenix Rising. Because, that's true. Uh, may have that's kind of how this season's been feeling, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> All right, so, so what was the score you went with again, Ramon? Let's get that up. Let's get uh, that I went one zero. You think 1-0 to Phoenix Rising. That is plus 850. Jeez. I had a 2-1 loss, didn't I? That's plus 1,100. Uh, a lot of the chat has seemed like they liked some of the draws. So a nil-nil draw is plus eighteen hundred. One all would be plus six fifty. So, got a two-one. Got a two-one for two rising. One rising is the question. Uh, plus eight fifty. So the same as the one nil. Pretty much. Okay. There you go, Scott. So eight fifty. That's not bad. You know, I, I put some money on that one. Well, is Michael in here talking about? This is one that I really want to look up. I want to verify. Is this accurate? Is this accurate? <laughs> Tampa Bay against Atlanta 2. Uh, no, no, it's it's not currently what I'm getting up here. I'm actually getting plus 800 on a draw, no bet. Mm, might have changed, one, might I'm have afraid. Changed. Oh. But yeah, make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app if you do want to make some bets for tomorrow's game. You have pretty good odds. You know, it doesn't hurt to, to put some money in the game uh, and, and then go see it. So uh, you guys can use promo code PHNX once you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. When you make your first deposit, uh, you can um, 
get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. So that's promo code PHNX only at Drafting Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes uh, for more details. So yeah, make sure to... Now, this is, this is a point that Renee wants to put here. What are the odds of Jaune scoring? Now, of course, Drafting Sportsbook do not offer, unfortunately, uh, individual goal scorers. However... I tell you what, if you would like to, I'm sure we'll plus, get Ramon to do something funny if if John A scores. Plus 1,000? Is it plus 1,000 if he scores? <laughs> right. Well, what do you want, Owen? What would satisfy you so that way I could get this uh, get, get this off my back? Ah, you know Some what OGs? I'm thinking now. OGs no, that I'm, thinking, I'm thinking. <laughs> you know what? Maybe we, maybe we need to do our own little poll here whereby people need to pick the dates that... Uh, Phoenix Rising are eliminated from playoff contention, and oh, uh, we'll get you nice. to do something funny for that as well. Plus ten thousand. <laughs> Plus ten thousand. The odds are really bad on here, and I don't. I can't even add the number. I'm not even counting the number of zeros in. Reese has just put a comment Why? here. I, I'm not even counting zeros. If John scores, and then everybody's going to come in, like, see, you know. Anyway, uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I was. I'm. I'm rooting for the guy. That's what. I'm, that's why I want him to score. All right, Owen, let's take a quick look around the rest of the league for tomorrow. We actually have a game going on. I don't know what the score is for that one. Okay, uh, what well, level a... the last I'd seen? Colorado Springs Every... against the... Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yep. 1-1. One, one. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, let's take a quick look here. Got my stuff loading up. But, yeah, uh, yeah a lot so of games. Charleston from... actually took the lead there before Elvis Armour got the equalizer. That's a home game for Colorado. So, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens on that one. What's with these? So Colorado has a lot of Friday games, don't they? Like, is that for a yeah. reason? Yeah, they choose to. They kind of just make that choice. So mm. it's that was, I think it's a risk. Was... it can be risky. The other thing I will point out here, we're kind of looking at this and say, "Oh wow, like Colorado Springs is it's level." Have you looked at the XG for this right now? Colorado Springs at one point four five, Charleston Battery at zero point two three. Jeez. But the Friday nights, it's, I, I mean, to Harry's thing here, um, I don't mean to Pat's as well saying about Kobe makeup. No, they, they, there's an element of this, which is just, Colorado Springs like playing on Friday nights. Phoenix Rising did that a couple of years ago. It's it's choices that you make to a degree that you can have those conversations with the league before the fixtures come out. I'm going to say when you want to host games a little bit, um, they get crowds they like on the Friday nights. So to them, that's something that they like to do. Um it's, yeah, and the reason I bring it up was because you and and Sam Dore kind of talked about it on the on the podcast you you had, and so but when you schedule games on Friday, I think it puts you in line to either have a game on Tuesday or Wednesday, and it kind of messes up your schedule. And I think the conversation came about because they only had one eligible player uh, on the bench. I mean, uh, a couple games ago or something like that. So it's it's tough, man. It is, it is. But hey, that's it's the decisions they make. It's what happens, I guess. It. So. Uh, other games here on the horizon, we have Indy hosting Memphis. Uh, probably not looking good for Indy on that one. Uh, we got Detroit yeah. hosting New Mexico. Uh, El Paso hosting San Antonio. I've been kind of peeking a little bit to El Paso because, uh, you know, that's uh, I have some ties to El Paso, so that's why I like to keep up with their team. But there's been some rumblings going on behind the scenes with El Paso. I'm not too versed on it, but I, uh, just a little stuff that I've been yeah. hearing. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, again, it's unfortunately we're not too privy to that at the minute. Um, yeah, looking around at some of the other teams in there again, it's there are some good games in there, but um, of course we're going to have our eyes towards one at the night. I, I, 
I'm intrigued to see what happens between LA Galaxy 2 and Orange County. That one intrigues me. Um, Is that the 405 Derby? Is that what they call it? <laughs> I, I don't think it has a name because it's LA Galaxy way? 2. Nobody cares. Oh, man. Um, I mean, we'll we call it the freeway. There is a freeway closure, by the way, actually, uh, this weekend. For anyone who didn't know, um, heading down to Rising Games. We should probably, let's give people the warning there. Should we? Is it the 143 or the 60 or what are we looking at? Uh, give me a second. I'm getting it up. <laughs> I remember seeing there was a freeway closure. We have, remember, you get the weather time. report here. You get the traffic report. You know, you yeah. get the preview. The traffic on PHNX Rising. Right. Uh, so the I-10 eastbound will be closed between the 60 and Loop 202. The I-10 eastbound on ramps between Broadway and Railroad, US 60 westbound ramps. Oh, so that's just ramps. Yeah, so it's effectively just the I-10 will be closed eastbound between the 60 and the 202. So there you go. There you go. The no one cares derby. <laughs> the friend and family's uh fr- family and friends derby. <laughs> so yeah, so if you are planning to head down to that game tomorrow, which why would you not be? Rem- just remember that that the freeway will be closed, the 10 between the uh, 60 and the 202. There so don't be go. surprised Thanks when you guys. get kicked off the freeway, eh? <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, we'll we'll see you guys tomorrow. There should be a fun match. Uh, I don't know what the weather's looking. It's like a I know it's like a hundred and something, but oh, looking... it's gonna be so hot. It's gonna be so hot. We can't possibly go. Jesus. One ten. Wait, so it's That's gonna be the temperature that Louisville fans were claiming it was in Louisville. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Well, as long as there's no humidity, like last week, we got a lot of rain. Uh, I think it was Sunday, or like microbursts or whatever. So whatever they're called, thanks to the monsoon. But uh, yeah, as long as there's no rain, I can I can live with that. All right, y'all. Uh, that's pretty much it. Did you have anything else, Owen? Maybe maybe we should talk a little bit about just coming back from those media meetings. So yeah, I'll I, I'll talk a bit. It was an interesting experience. Um, Look, the USL Summer Showcase, they kind of built it as this big thing. Of course, it wasn't really because the fans didn't travel. Um, I, I know that there's obviously some desire maybe to make them out in a way that maybe you'd see a bit more travel in years going forward because, hey, it's it's complicated. You know, you, don't, you that's what you want to show on TV. You don't want to show rising fans where a few made the trip, of course, but not many because it's a Wednesday across the country. It's it's hard to get to. But um, yeah. So that was interesting. Uh, for any of you who haven't yet, look, any discussions on ProRail and switching to the FIFA calendar? Um, it's So far, it's vagaries. Unfortunately, uh, I didn't get the time. Wasn't able to sit down with Jake Edwards last week. Uh, we're hoping to get that in the book soon. Um, and, and yes, of course, I'll be asking questions about that and those particular topics. Um, we did speak a bit about the TV deal coming up, and they're still, by the sound of things, in negotiations over that. And when the word potential partners get out, gets thrown out, it implies, therefore, that the negotiations are ongoing beyond just the existing kind of ESPN setup. That doesn't mean they won't go back to it, but it does mean there are options available. If you haven't listened to any of the podcasts that were put out this past week, there were, of course, two special podcasts, audio only. Um, if you didn't get the chance to listen, one of which we started off by chatting with, as was referenced earlier in this show, Sam Doa. Also got the chance to chat with Amanda Vandervoort and Greg Lallis, who's the chief uh, marketing officer for the league. Um, and then in the second podcast, got the chance to sit down for half an hour. Again, earlier referenced earlier in this show uh, with Bill Kraus, the new Phoenix Rising governor. So, yeah, we got a lot done. Um I feel like the one other thing that was almost worth noting, and I know, again, I said this earlier in this show, but 
I heard some quite spirited defense of Rick. Um, and that from within uh, some of the rising camp that were there. Um, when I say camp, I don't mean players. So, yeah. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, it's, we'll see. We'll see. That, you know, it's I, interesting. I, I can see the divide kind of already picking up, isn't it? Um, in terms of the fans, it feels as though there's just a a pretty large kind of contingent of the fans at least are getting quite fed up of the situation and they're pointing mm -hmm. the finger at rick um i know that bill defended rick uh of course in the podcast and yeah there's that um yeah i feel as though sometimes and and look right we we don't want to comment too much on specifics always with these but i know that both myself and ramon here reasonably frequently from people who are close with the players um and it's multiple players and the just the impression we are getting increasingly is that at least for some of them they it's not really a fun experience to be in there at the moment um that there are there is an increasing wedge being driven between certain players. So when we sit there and then talk about, uh, as Rick kind of said after the game, oh, no one can tell us this side isn't united. Well, they may be for each other or they may be for other people, but that doesn't mean that they are behind the head coach. Um, mm. And that's one we can say for a fact because we know that some players are not. Um, the team is not united in that sense. Um, I just, I don't know. It, it's, it's a complicated one, of course. And, and again, I got to meet quite a few people from different teams. And the, the impression from there is that some people were a little bit shocked at how far things had gone. Um, especially when it came down to kind of comments that are being made as well. I mean, we mentioned the two years comment here. It's, it's a hard one to say that, you, you know, it's a good, impression as a coach to come out and say i've got two years on my contract when three players this year who had time left on their contract got yeah so uh, you know got suddenly dumped effectively but again there's that and then the one other thing that i thought was really interesting and it, it's kind of a small bit if you don't listen too closely you may not pick up on it but bill Kras kind of hints in one of his answers uh when i ask him about the women's team if they're interested in instituting a women's team that at the moment the business model isn't quite there with phoenix rising um in terms of they are losing money on this team at the moment so quite the implications of that going forward uh, and all of that i, I don't know mm -hmm. but it's just an interesting side note something that probably should be noted in there yeah, yeah. If you haven't gotten a chance to listen to that podcast, uh, you can listen to it again on all the streaming uh, sites. Interesting comments that were made uh, there. No one thanks uh, for for doing that interview. Uh, and yeah, let us know. Let us know your opinions on Twitter uh, and and how you feel about some of the comments that were made. So uh, yeah, we'll leave it at that. Owen, uh, big game tomorrow. And uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens uh, with the rest of the season, man. I, again, I'm just hoping for a victory tomorrow. I want to have a good, <laughs> a good show after the game tomorrow. That way, it's not not all somber Saturdays, you know. Mm, I, I just, yeah, it's hey. Eventually, something has to turn. The mm. question, and I know I'm the one who says that. I don't say that. Um, 
But my comment here is in the long run, eventually something has to turn. Now, in five yeah. years' time, when myself and Ramon are sitting there at Wild Horse Pass going, when are we finally going to see a win again? Then maybe we'll give up. But hey, it's... Five also years? The ownership group is open. Uh, they cash infusion. That one, I'll... You know, I can give a bit of background to why I asked that question. We know that MLS likes big money owners. We also know that um, for whatever reason... Um, it was said by Bill in another interview with the Arizona Republic that he couldn't legally comment on MLS. So that that was Ooh, my thinking behind the question. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. you can read onto it what you will. Uh, it, of course, does not provide a full answer to the question of MLS and, and ultimately nothing except an answer to a question on MLS would provide mm. that. It's <laughs> that that was the. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, man, a lot, lot to unpack with those answers and uh, a lot of layers. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that uh, as far as those answers are concerned. All right, y'all, we're going to wrap up the show here. Uh, I hope you had a great time with us here on a Friday night. I am off to watch uh, Nope. So if y'all see me around the the theaters there, uh, just you know, that's what I'm doing. going to be doing tonight. Uh, but yeah, but tomorrow night we will see you at Wild Horse Pass. And if we can't see you there, catch us after the show for our live post-game show live from Wild Horse Pass. Um, Owen, thank you so much as always. Uh, don't drink too many of those beers. We need you tomorrow. Many wilds. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe if I drink more of the beers, the game will be easier to watch. Yeah, Maybe. no, sure. <laughs> All right, y'all. Um, that is it for us tonight. We will see you tomorrow. And until then, stay well, be safe, and see you later.